They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am Ron Pashery, columnist for TJRWrestling.net, joined by my good friend. Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the voice that runs the place, Alo, Aaron Lloyd, hailing from Naples, Italy. Welcome to the show. You've got the European champion. Oh, yeah. Well, are you the Euro continental champion? Yeah, uh, the European champion. Okay, so you're just the European yeah, just champion. Europe, yeah. All right. Um, it's hard to keep track of all your titles exactly, these days. Exactly. Uh, we're with you this week, uh, previewing the TLC pay-per-view for SmackDown. It is a two-man power trip this week. Severe weather in the Philadelphia area has uh, kept Ek2Fly, Eric Trembicki, from joining us this evening. My best friend's here in spirit. <laughs> he is here in spirit. He, he, he's with me. Yeah, he's <laughs> definitely with you. With me. Uh, so will you be arguing with yourself tonight at all? I might attempt that. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I look forward to seeing yeah. if, that, if that in fact happens. So while SmackDown may be the focal point this week... And that would lead us into TLC. I guess we'll start with Raw since it happened first. Yep. Universal Championship picture. (laughs) Kevin Owens, longest reigning Universal Champion of all time. His best friend, Chris Jericho, opens Raw with the highlight reel. How'd you feel about the highlight reel segment this week? So good. (laughs) Jericho still wearing the anchor scarf. Still wearing the anchor scarf, which I personally was very happy about. (laughs) I wanted to see him still wearing it. Their best friends making history. <laughs> yeah, two weeks in a row. First time ever. <laughs> they said they were thankful that he had the universal title. Thankful for his best friend. Didn't they even say the anchor scarf was to symbolize that they were the anchor? Yeah, of yeah he did say that. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and Jericho even said he was thankful for Seth. I guess for all the negative qualities about Seth. <laughs> to teach him what it is, I guess, basically to be a stupid idiot. Uh, my favorite moment <laughs> of the segment was Jericho bringing up the Sin Cara mask. <laughs> yeah, so good. And he says, it was not Chris Jericho in a Sin Cara mask. <laughs> it was Sin Cara in a Chris Jericho mask. He had the mask of Jericho, and he put it on, man. So great. He stole the show in ten minutes. Yeah, it was awesome. I like. I, I actually was showing a friend of mine. I mentioned this to a friend of mine who is a female a couple days ago, mm-hmm. about Chris Jericho, the gift of Jericho. It, She's familiar who Chris Jericho is, because most people at least know the name. I played a YouTube clip of, like, as many Drink It In Mans as I could find. <laughs> and it's funny, because people who don't even watch wrestling, by the end of it, she definitely thought it was funny. And then she was saying it. <laughs> so, he's one of the rare things that I think can cross into the mainstream. He's not just for wrestling fans. Anybody who sees what he's done for the last year, I think, <laughs> so is on board good. with it. And uh, like I said, when he came back, I was like, ah, oh, here we go with Jericho again. Shell of his former self. He'll be gone in a month, <laughs> and he won't do anything. And my God, if he hasn't had arguably the best year. <laughs> he's just so good. The best year of anyone on the roster, maybe. So good. At least maybe the most entertaining. Entertaining. Hands down. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's unbelievable. Uh... I also enjoyed, you know, Roman obviously comes out, says that KO is a joke as the Universal Champion, 
And then when Owens stumbles over his words and has to stop himself, <laughs> and Jericho immediately makes the save by saying, English is your second language. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I thought that was great. Um, I'm typically not huge on every week needs to be a 20-minute opening talking segment. Yeah. But this was one of the times when it actually worked because they're both just so good. Roman gets booed, which which makes it weird still. Yeah. Like he's supposed to be the guy that you want to take the title from Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. and he gets booed when he calls himself the guy. Yeah, and they, and they took you out. They took him out the world title picture. That's what everybody wanted. You're still mm-hmm. booing him? Yeah, I, I really don't know what it will take at this point for anyone to accept him. Like, is it. Is there any way? Not, not today, because as you, as you, as we know, and we say all the time, people try to trick themselves into hating something. They do it because it's cool. Like, why do you hate Roman Reigns? I, like, I posted this on Insta, on the Instagram page of why people complaining that they don't want to see Owens versus Reigns. Like, okay, so you don't want to see Owens and Reigns, but after the match, the people they, they'll give them a standing ovation and they'll talk about how good the match was right after it's over. But you boom before the match starts. It's a John Cena effect. Yeah. It is. It's it's getting. It actually affects the show. Yeah. Like I I just yeah I don't know. It, it's kind of petty, and I don't know what it's going to take. Because here's the weird thing: most of the people I personally know like them. Yeah. Like almost everyone we've come in contact with that we've had either on the show or we've discussed this with on Facebook or whatever. Like Cena and Reigns, so they're like, I don't get why everybody hates these two guys. Yeah, but it's like everybody outside, yeah, hates them. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't know how. I haven't come across anyone in my personal life that hates Roman Reigns the way most of these fans seem to. Yeah, and they sit there and say, Oh, well, he doesn't cut good promos. I'm like, Not many people cut good promos, anyways. Like, you're picking at the things that other people say is wrong with him, but like, what about this match? What about this match? What about this match? Oh, it was great. Oh, it was great. It was a bachelor night. So why do you hate him? I didn't think his promo was even bad last night. I didn't think it was bad either. It's just they're tricking themselves to hate this guy. Like, I thought what he said, and I don't even remember what he said at this point, but I feel like he actually did and said the things he should be doing and saying. Mm-hmm. Do I wish sometimes he maybe was a little bit more violent or intense? Of course I do, but that's just not the show that they're doing anymore. Yeah. Like, he's not going to come out there like Stone Cold used to come out there in 1998. Yeah, and then on top of that, it's like every era has a face of an era. Mm-hmm. So I can question I, – I, I like to throw this out there, too. I'm like, okay, would you boo Stone Cold if he was in this era? Because every, every era has a face, and they're gonna, and they're, you know they're going to win. You know they're going to be the, the top guy. So if Stone Cold was in this era, would you boo him? Would you turn on him? Well, you know what? They would because – he wouldn't be flipping double birds. Yeah. He wouldn't be pounding beers. He wouldn't be uh, he wouldn't be doing half the stuff that made everybody love him. And he might think that he'd be over if he started today like he was 15 years ago, but he wouldn't be. Honestly, what it it would be not that it would be similar to Dean Ambrose, but it would be yeah, people wouldn't get behind it because it wouldn't be authentic. Yeah. It, it would be like watered-down version of what Stone Cold Steve Austin really was. Yeah. So that is a good question to pose because, yeah, I don't think he would be universally loved. Yeah. If he started in 2011. Yeah. Or 2012 or 2013. Yeah, because we're so much smarter now. And there's, they're like, okay, he's the guy. Okay, we're not going to like him. Where, where did he come from? Oh, he didn't come from Ring, Ring of Honor. He didn't come from 
New Japan, oh, we don't like this guy. What well, yeah, there, there's that. There's that idea of the fans like knowing more now, and then there's the idea of it's a diff, like it's the PG era. He wouldn't be allowed to be. He would be a rebel, but he would be kind of like a corny rebel because he couldn't do the things that made you love him. You wouldn't see a beer truck. You wouldn't see a Zamboni come down. <laughs> you like all the stuff that you remember about Stone Cold Steve Austin. You wouldn't see. He probably he might not even be able to, to cut the uh, the Austin three sixteen promo because they yeah. might have been worried about him. You know, the people Bible. being offended about him saying something about the Bible. Yeah, he would not have been Stone Cold Steve Austin if he came around this era. Mm-hmm. He's lucky he was here when he was. What was what did he say to Ambrose? Well, he told him that you're what resting you on your laurels, yeah, and he, he said you he need to start up in your game. I don't remember what he the exact exactly word, said, but that's what people would be saying to Stone Cold if he was around this era. Because mm-hmm. we talked about the unsanctioned with Paul Carbone. It's like Austin he did what he had he did his he he did what he did at his time, but these guys are actually trying, but they're not allowed to because it's a whole different product now. Yeah, I feel like the only people in the last since we've been doing this show ten months, let's say. Mm-hmm. The only people who I feel like haven't been completely scripted, Jericho, Owens, The New Day, The Miz, that might be it. I can't think of anybody else that goes out there and is Ambrose probably to a degree, but I know he's only allowed to go so far. Mm -hmm. But I feel like almost everybody else is out there just saying what somebody else told them to say. Yeah. I'll put Enzo in there, but yeah, that's but true. But you could tell Vince. No, Vince says, "I need you." To, you could tell what Vince likes that he says. Yeah, like anything that says Cuphead, yeah. you, could, you know Vince loves that because he says it mm-hmm. every week. But Enzo too. But he's given like things to say. Yeah, to get over. No, you're right. Um, so anyway, that actually is a good question. Maybe we should post that on the Facebook page and see what people say. But uh, Roman points out that. Owens needs help. He needs Jericho's help. Jericho's always there. I loved when Owens said, I don't need him, and just the look Jericho gave. <laughs> like, he was so upset that he said that. And then when he was about to put Roman on the list, which his his wind-up to put him on the list, when he even raised the pen over his head and clicked it, and Owens told him to shut up. Roman ultimately says, let's have a fight tonight, and if I win, I get a title shot. I guess at, what is it, Roadblock? End of the line. End of the line, okay. <laughs> yeah, needed a tagline. Yeah. It can't just be Armageddon, but it has to be robot end of the line. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of dumb. Um, so they're going to have a match that night for a title shot at stake. Jericho and Owens are backstage. <laughs> Jericho not very happy with Owens, obviously. Why would you tell me to shut up? I help you. And Owens says, you're not helping me. Uh Foley kind of comes in. Jericho says he's over this, you know. He doesn't (laughs) want to deal with this anymore, and he's leaving. Owens decides he finally wants to do it on his own. Jericho gives an interview where he says he takes this very personally. It's not funny. Uh, He asks if she's happy she got her quote. (laughs) He leaves, gets caught by Seth. That was great. Yeah, well, I love that the the list got knocked down. Here's actually another one of my favorite little parts of the show. As he's about to get in the limo, his list gets knocked down, and he just kind of looks up, and you're like, (laughs) it's just like everything that can go wrong for Jericho tonight is going wrong. Like This is the worst night he's had in a while. And then Seth asks him if he's going to put him on the list, beats him down, pedigree on top of the car. I actually almost like started to have sympathy for Jericho. (laughs) 
Because it really was. It was like everything that could go wrong for the poor guy <laughs> went wrong. It was just one thing after another after so another. Good. Uh yeah, his reactions to getting beat up, like the the uh the like screeches and squeals he was making <laughs> as he was getting beat up. Um I thought was great. Uh and Laugh actually told me that his son and I guess after the pedigree on top of the car, his son asked Laugh <laughs> Is Santa going to bring Seth Rollins Christmas presents? (laughs) Which I think is an unbelievable thing for a seven-year-old kid to even think. Like, is Santa going to bring Seth Rollins Christmas presents? I thought it was awesome. Uh, I love that. I love that backstage set because it was good because they actually, they played, they actually, I don't know what's been going on in WWE, but they've had good writing. Like, there's good writing lately. There's a loophole in the story, but that fully actually addressed that Seth Rollins is medically cleared to be here today. So him, so so him not, so him, going, me and Jericho in the back in the parking lot was great because Jericho thought it was the, the limo driver, and he actually had Seth come back and actually be angry and go go to the limo to attack Jericho, not be the silly baby face and just forget mm-hmm. when he, how he screwed him screwed him last week on Raw. Yeah, no, that I actually liked. It, it was kind of similar to what we said. Uh, it was the Raw two weeks before WrestleMania. When Triple H was leaving, you see the garage uh-huh. door go up and Roman is waiting back there to beat down Triple H. Similar type of situation where he wants to get his hands on this guy. He goes out of his way to do it. not Because it could have it easily turned into them joking around back and forth and uh-huh. insulting each other. I'm glad that it was actually a physical fight that that's what you want out of yeah. Seth Rollins. He should want to get retribution not just talk some smack to yeah, and a pedigree on top of the car. That was like, oh god, I didn't think yeah. it'll go that far because we don't either. see that anymore. They're, WWE, they've been doing things on, on location, out, out in the parking lot, off location. Even we get we get to that tag team stuff later with Sheamus and Cesaro at the bar. We love that stuff. We don't want to see Stephanie's in mix office every time is the match a match is over. Yeah. The office, which is just like a curtain hung up backstage yeah, yeah, with a plug little in, table in front yeah, of it. Yeah, plug in WWE 2K17 in the yeah. pay-per-view in the background. Yeah, you don't need it. So, Roman and Kevin Owens had a match, like I said, a title shot on the line. What did you think of this match for these two? It was. I think they were holding back. It was okay. It was nothing, there was nothing special. I think the pay-per-view match would be way better than this. Yeah, the highest point of the match for me was actually, I thought it was a great false finish when Owens hit him with the super kick while he was between the ropes. Uh-huh. I thought that was the high point of the match for me. Roman obviously wins, as Roman typically does. Earns his title shot. Owens ultimately said that he only lost because his head wasn't in the match. His best friend was injured. He's at a medical facility somewhere. That's all he's thinking about. Great explanation. It was a great explanation. How much do you think Kevin Owens himself believes that? Well... As as the dirt as the heel Kevin Owens is, he has to give a reason for why he lost, and he doesn't. He's not accepting that he lost, so he has so he has to be delusional, saying, "I'm I'm, I'm thinking about my best friend. I'm not worried about Ro- wrestling Roman Reigns. Mick should cancel that match." So he's being the, uh, the basic delusional heel and actually having a cover up for him losing that match. Now, does he try to accept Chris Jericho back yeah. next week? Does Jericho want to be accepted back? Well. 
I or th- is, are they now done as best friends? Oh no, I think they'll be back, be, be back to be, being best friends. Like I said, I th- like Jericho's very sensitive. <laughs> so, he's a sensitive guy. Yeah, he's a sensitive guy. Like him just walking, walking to his car was mm-hmm. so pulling his skin was so good. <laughs> just him walking out and saying a word was so good. I felt like the music from uh, Peanuts should have been playing, <laughs> like uh, in the the show Arrested Development. Every time somebody's sad, they're like walking with their head down. Is that song playing? Yeah, but um. I think like it'll be reluctant at first because I think I think like maybe on the go home show we'll get a tag team match. I know it's gonna be Seth and Jericho and at, at Roadblock and then I'm just gonna call it Armageddon because I can't I hate saying all that extra stuff. But I think it'll get a tag match and then at the pay per view, I think that Jericho finally comes back on Owen's side. I think a, a little later Owen turns on Jericho. Do you think this will be similar to when Seth was gonna have his match with Brock when he was the champion? And he did everything he could to kiss up to Kane and everybody in the authority. To yeah, he'll, he'll do his best to get Jericho side. back. Because that was the thing. Roman's saying you can't do this without Jericho. Mm-hmm. So I think for the next two weeks, leading up the roadblock, he'll kiss up to Jericho. Then after, sometime after the roadblock, then you'll get Owen's turn on Jericho. So he'll use Jericho and then turn on him. Yeah. Do you think, because we're about to talk about a title change, do you think that that title changes hands? Or no? The world title? The world title? No. The universal title? No, 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 I don't. I think, like I said, I think, oh, I think Jericho calls Roman the match because that's, that's been somewhat the story that Owens can do it by himself. Because I have Balor taking it from Owens at WrestleMania, presumably. And um, I think we had a question from the Lord on Lord, no relation, saying, mm-hmm. talking about Roman's U.S. title. Even if, even if I was talking to Elite Collector 215 on Instagram about the U.S. title, I was like, I honestly, think, I honestly think Roman managed to defend that title before Roadblock because everybody can keep complaining. Oh well, he's gonna—you know—he's gonna win. He's gonna be a double champion. I don't think Roman wins, but I think it'll be smart to have him lose a U.S. title, similar to what Dean Ambrose did when he was when he went to the yeah. short match as the Intercontinental Champion, but dropped it to go home show before. You could easily just have Roman face somebody, and um, it doesn't matter. Maybe a multi-person match or whatever, and he can have him lose the title. Owen calls him the title, something like that. Something that actually builds some more heat between the two. Yeah, I do think that one of my thoughts with, okay, Roman has a suspension. They take him out of the top spot. He ends up becoming the U.S. champion. One of my thoughts, I know this is one of your thoughts, was that maybe a run with the U.S. title would be good for him. He could kind of do with the U.S. title like what John Cena did. And John Cena wasn't in the main event anymore, but his matches were good. He was making the U.S. title matter. And a lot of Cena haters myself included, started to warm up to him. I thought maybe that's what they do with Roman. Instead, they just gave him that belt just to hold it while he does other things. Yeah, still in the main event. Yeah, he's in the main event. Yeah, he's, he, not much has changed. I don't like when, I don't want that title to be used as a prop. Yeah. I know Vince Russo loves to call it a prop and whatever, but it should mean something. They could have made it mean something with him. Yeah. They just chose not to. Yeah, because he's only defended it twice against Rusev and then against Jericho on episode of Raw. But mm-hmm. now he hasn't defended it. Yeah. Who do you think he defended against? Do you have a candidate in mind? I really don't because I would say my candidate for everything on Raw is Sami Zayn. <laughs> but he's occupied right now. He is occupied. Stronger, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that I see the title changing hands. I I guess it could. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if it did, but... Yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen more of a U.S. title run from from Roman Reigns than what we've gotten. Uh, women's Championship. I was on record saying last week I thought this feud between Charlotte and Sasha 
Should have ended for a while after their Hell in a Cell match. Typically, the Hell in a Cell is how you end a feud. I was not a big fan of all these feuds being in Hell in a Cell and then continuing. I will admit to being wrong. <laughs> I The first thing I noticed was I was not necessarily excited for this. Not that I didn't think they'd put on a good match, but I just thought it was unnecessary. Like, it's time to move on with Charlotte, with the women's title. Let Sasha move on to something else. We don't need to keep seeing the two of them after the Hell in a Cell match. They came out. It turned into a fight pretty quickly and not a wrestling match. Spilled out into the crowd. And I noticed just the way they carried themselves got me invested in it again. Yeah. Like, I was not invested at all. It's like, okay, it's a match. Charlotte's going to win, and that's that. Well, there, well, there was a thing that I, I was like, okay, Sasha's winning. Because backstage before the first match started, when Charlotte had her headphones in, mm-hmm. how she was talking about how we're going to have this big party. Because anytime a heel talks about having a big party, that means they're going to lose. Yeah, I, I felt that, but I think I just thought there's no way they're going to change the title again. Yeah, that's what I did, too. I didn't want to believe it. And then when Sasha came out, I was like, okay, she's not wearing pink lemonade. So I was yeah. Like, she's gonna lose. yeah, but the, the way they fought, and went to a double count. I was like, oh, I'm actually kind of into this now. Then it was a double count out, and you knew Foley was going to come out. And to, I thought they were going to restart the match right there. I thought it was a really nice touch for him to say, hey, go rest for a little bit. When this match restarts later, it's going to be no DQ, falls count anywhere. And I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. Yeah. Falls count anywhere. They don't do those very often. No, it's been a long time. And I started thinking, like, wow, like you... You got some heat already. Like, I was not looking forward to this. Now I'm, like, ready for it. I want to see it. Mm-hmm. I thought they outdid themselves on Monday. Yeah. I loved Sasha's promo with Bailey in the back. Saying, Bailey, no no disrespect. This isn't about you. This is about the women's championship. This is about Charlotte disrespecting me over and over again. Charlotte disrespecting her own father. Like, I want to be... Basically, I want to be a champion... That this city can get behind. I'm going to beat her in her hometown. Um, I loved this match. Yeah. I loved the story that was told. I mean, they killed each other. Yeah. The on emo- Monday. The emo- like People keep complaining, oh, rigging this again. But look, I don't care if I, we, we see matches over and over again. As long as the matches are different. It could be a plain match, but as long as the match is different, you could tell the story in the match different every time. Same thing with Ziggler and Miz. The, the story... The story it's been the same, but it's they've had different feels. And every time Sasha and Charlotte face each other, you could tell every time the emotion is there and they hate each other even more every time they face each other. Yeah, so I told you, uh, or maybe it was Eric, I don't remember, during Hell in a Cell how it was over the kendo stick. Mm-hmm. Like if you're just hitting somebody with a chest protector in the <laughs> chest, why, to me, why even bother? The kendo stick is meaningless to me now. It meant something in that match. Yeah. Like, this wasn't Sasha choreographed with Charlotte bent at the waist and Sasha just hitting her square in the middle of the back over and over again. She was hitting her in the chest, in the arms, in the legs, probably sometimes in the face. Yeah. Like, violently. Yeah. You, you could even tell, like, Charlotte did not want to get hit with that thing <laughs> yeah. anymore a couple times. Uh, yeah, like you said, the emotion, the intensity, the violence of it... Uh, some of the spots that Sasha kicked out of, like, I'm just not going to lose tonight. Yeah, like natural selection on the floor, the moonsault off the table. Yeah, the moonsault off the table is a nice spot. Um, I, I love that they made it a false count anywhere because it, it added such a different element. Like, that moonsault in any other match 
you're trying to get back to the ring. Whereas uh-huh. she does it and she pins her. She says, ref, that was three. Tries to pin her again. She kicks out again. Uh-huh. Drags her back down the ramp. <laughs> like, I thought this match was great. How about the um, the boot off the apron? I thought she died. <laughs> Me too. I, I don't know if that was how she intended to take that. I, I thought that was a real, like, she might Me be too. knocked out because she fell hard. Yeah, it looked like she landed on the corner of the apron. Yeah. Not on purpose. Um, yeah, it the kendo stick spot a couple times. Using the kendo stick to break out of the uh, figure eight. Everything about this match was good. There was a couple moments it was a little sloppy, but I guess it's going to get like that in a match like this. That they ended up going up the steps. Yeah. I thought was great at the end of it. And then, obviously, the bank statement through the railing. Yeah. I thought was a beautiful way to it end was. it. It was creative. It was different than anything we've seen. The only nitpick I think I would have with it is how quickly Charlotte tapped. But at that point... Yeah, that yeah. It was like they had both yeah, they had both been through so much already. And I know a lot of people would probably think I only liked it because Sasha won and I'm a Sasha Mark. I'm wearing a Sasha Banks shirt right now. Honestly, however that thing finished, I'd be talking about it the same way. That the the finish of that match was about the last thing I cared about yeah. during that match. Yeah, and uh, and with the state of women's wrestling nowadays, I don't even care who the women's champion is as long as it's not Dana Brooke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the other thing that was great, you know, and some people might not like Flair coming out because a lot of people don't like it. Sometimes a a male superstar will get involved in one of these segments. They say, why are they having a guy kind of take some of the spotlight away from the women? But in Charlotte, his hometown where they love him, for him to basically give her his stamp of approval I thought was big. Um, and it's not like he was out. He didn't do all his flair stuff. Yeah, he he didn't yuck it up. He didn't dance. He didn't strut. He didn't woo once. He just walked down, gave her a hug, raised her hand, and walked out. Like I thought it was perfect. And then Charlotte saying, "I failed," sitting <laughs> on the on the steps. Well, I just love that she just sold it. Just she just sat in the mm-hmm. crowd the whole time. I love that part. Yeah, like the, like you said, it goes back to the emotion. Like she. Crying, she's saying, I failed, I failed. I thought that was a great touch. Here's my question. Now they've each held this women's title three times in seven months. Well, don't we can't don't even count seven months, just count what? Four months, because July. Because Charlotte had the title since WrestleMania, then they started swapping the title since July. So that's what? Four, five title ranks, mm-hmm. five title switches now? Yeah. Sasha since July has held it three times, Charlotte has held it twice. Yeah. But since it's been introduced now, it hasn't even been around a year, and we have two three-time champions in seven months. Now, Charlotte did have, I think she had like a 196-day reign with the Divas title before they retired it, then 113-day reign with the women's title. So that's well over 300 days, 309 days, I think I'm doing the math right. Um, Sasha for 27, Charlotte for 43. Sasha for 27, <laughs> Charlotte for 29. I feel like now, this. I feel like I want this to be done for a little while. Yeah. I don't know where they go. I don't know what happens exactly. I know they teased Sasha and Nia Jax. But I feel like giving her this title now, I feel like you have to let her hold it for a little while. Mm-hmm. More than 27 days. Like she, I, I'm going to be upset if they have another match at Roadblock and she loses it again. I just, I don't, 
where it stands right now, if now Sasha has a lengthy reign, it's like, okay, Charlotte debuted the title with a nice reign. They played hot potato because they're hyping this as like, this is the best women's feud we've seen. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, either one could win on any night. Now I think it makes sense to give Sasha a little bit of a run with it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's what they're going to do, or do you think Charlotte wins it at the next pay-per-view? Well, I'm going to give my thoughts on the match real mm-hmm. quick. They took advantage of the Foles County Universe stipulation, like we said. We don't see that anymore mm-hmm. at all. Literally, the announce table, the ramp, all that was great, even though we saw it last week with um, Owens and Rollins. This actually meant more. Mm-hmm. And what am I saying? Well, yeah, because last week, it, all it meant was that Jericho could interfere in the match yeah. and it wouldn't end the match. Yeah, and um, <laughs> it's like, like you said, it's like, well, this is the question also from the baby face around all the way mm-hmm. about Sasha's title range. You give a long run with it. It's like I don't know because I would like to say yes because Hell in a Cell is supposed to because like, I don't know what they're doing. I said last week on the show, I was like if Sasha wins, I don't know what the heck they're doing because I know what they're trying to do, but it's how they're getting there is just odd to me because like you, they booked themselves in this problem. It's like okay. So Sasha wins, so, so Charlotte has to get a rematch in Hell in a Cell. So you have Charlotte win, and now Sasha, Sasha has to get a rematch, and Hell in a Cell is supposed to be, called, be the be-all, end-all of feuds. And now, hopefully, at roadblock, end of the line, I'm calling it Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> at end of the line, it sticks to the name of the pay-per-view, and it's the end of the line for the, between these two. Because now they're saying Flair has a new WWE contract. I don't believe that until I see it. Is he going to be involved? So you in think end of the line has to do with Charlotte and Sasha? I don't know, but that's just that's just a pun intended. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, ha- it has to end somehow. Because I said, I know what they're doing. Like they're setting up for Charlotte Bailey. I mean, Sasha Bailey. Because that's the only match we have not seen. Same thing with last year, last year when they kept these women... Occupied for so long with these with Team Bad and all mm-hmm. that crap, you knew what they were trying to do. It's just how they got there that was yeah. that was real strange and odd. And they're doing it again this year. But we all know we all know the money match is Charlotte. I mean Sasha and Bailey because Vince was at Takeover Brooklyn when they had that match, and he was a big fan of it. You could tell Vince is a big fan of Sasha, right? Sasha right now because this is the second time her and Charlotte main event in Raw, and then they also main event the pay per view. So you know Vince is one hundred percent behind Sasha, Charlotte, and pr- probably Bailey. So. I would hope Sasha wins and ends Charlotte Charlotte Street because who knows it could be in the end of the line for Charlotte Street or, mm-hmm. or whatever. But I know what they're trying to do. I do want to see Sasha versus Nia Jax because that that'll be a whole different dynamic. And the thing with Raw is Raw doesn't really book secondary storylines. So if if Sasha beats Charlotte, what are you can do with Charlotte. You're kind of forced to make storylines. Which you're gonna feel with Emelina, Dana Brooke gonna turn on her. If Emma comes back, I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, ideally, I would like to see Sasha. Move into a program with Nia, and then let Bailey and Charlotte resolve. Yeah, oh, what yeah. they already started yeah. with the two mm-hmm. of them. Because I don't, I don't want to see that just forgotten. Yeah, because that was a big deal. Yeah, the we talked about it. Survivor Series actually building stories coming out of a pay per view that might not have had stories. That was the big story coming out yeah. of it. Was Charlotte, you know, destroying Bailey after the after they won the match. I don't want to see that forgotten about. Yeah. Um, you know, Bailey's still talking about it. She mentioned it to Sasha last night after what Charlotte did to me. You know, so I I would like to see that. And I do know that there is a segment of the fan base, and this kind of goes back to everybody has their favorites. Mm-hmm. And it seems like a lot of wrestling fans now, if my favorite isn't the one at the top, 
I'm mad about who is. Yeah. Well, they're complaining about that now, too. It's like, okay, I'm tired of this, but why are you turning on Sasha? It's not It's not her <laughs> making this decision. It's the booking. It's like, I, I don't think the booking really makes sense either, but what are you going to turn on her for? Well, and here's here's what I will say. In most cases, I would agree, okay, you're overdoing it. But I really think the whole overarching story of the whole thing is that they are trying to make us believe that this is the best women's feud we've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And when this feud ends, women's wrestling went to a whole new level because of what these two have done. That's the story they're trying to tell us. That's why they're not dropping it. But I do think they're in danger of turning off a lot of people. So I do. I would like to say that it's going to be done, but you believe that Charlotte and Sasha will have a match at the yeah, pay per view. Yeah, she's gonna get her rematch, and I will hope Sasha wins because you move move forward to Sasha, Sasha and Nia Jax, and then Charlotte can finish her thing with Bailey, and then maybe 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 Charlotte and Bailey have a no more contenders match in January or February, and Bailey wins, and Bailey becomes somewhat of a threat to Sasha, and you finally get that Sasha heel turn. Because yeah. Sasha doesn't need to be a babyface anymore. She's had the feel-good moments being a women's champion. She's done it three times. The, the girlhood dream has come true mm-hmm. three times already. So yeah. you don't. So that moment is gone, so Sasha can go on to be a heel against the babyface Bailey. because if you build Bailey up properly, nobody's going to cheer against Bailey. Right. That That's kind of what I've been hoping for as well. Tag team division. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to talk a whole lot about, I guess. The New Day defend their titles through a roll-up using the tights against Gallows and Anderson. So the babyface is cheating again. They seem to always win by some underhanded means anymore. The club looking horrible again. Yeah. The one thing I did enjoy was when they were all laying down on the ramp afterwards, Xavier yelling, <laughs> I'm the kick-out kid. <laughs> That was my favorite part of that, but I'm, I'm assuming we're about to see the end of the New Day as champions. Yeah. What do we have left at this point, 14 days? Uh, I believe so, yeah. And I do think that it's time for them to, to mm-hmm. move on without the, the, the tag team championships. Uh, and I think we know just who's going to do it. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, we had a, an on-location segment at a bar. I, I thought it was a good idea. I didn't necessarily think it was executed great. No. Oh, no, it was not. The, I thought it was cringeworthy for the most part. Yeah, the shots of the cut shots of them la- getting everybody laughing. I hated that. I was like, "What is this?" It was very cheap, corny production. Again, for these high, high caliber Hollywood writers and people that have all this, you know, experience in television and movie production, why can't you make that look better? Yeah. Why did that look so corny? It did. It, cause it was just the shots of them cutting to everybody laughing. Like, what Like what is this? Why, why can't you just shoot it straight? But I got to say, Tessa Blanchard, mm-hmm. my god gorilla. Cuts! <laughs> 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 yeah, agreed. That was, that was the high point of the yes, segment. It was Tessa Blanchard. But, I mean, right down to the bartender asking Seamus, oh, who do you think is going to win that New Day match tonight? That would never happen in any bar you sit in, <laughs> anywhere. Uh, that would not happen. But I like the way how they got them to kind of u- unite together. I did well, yeah. like that. So that that was a good story development, but the execution of it left a lot to be desired. I mean, Shane, or Cesaro, I guess he's really trying to embrace the James Bond thing, but ordering a martini, shaken, not stirred. <laughs> You're not James Bond. I thought that was funny. Seamus got a beer. Yeah, a I just I sh- I like kind of shook my head. At that, and then 
the way the whole thing played out, like you said, with all the laughing, it's like this is so <laughs> over the top and unrealistic and ridiculous. But like you said, it, it kind of put us in a better place with the two of them, where they they made mention before the fight. I think Seamus might have said it. Or I don't remember which one said it, but uh, oh, it, Seamus said it. He's like, what he, I, I had actually wrote it down. Oh, what did he he said, like, you're my best chance. Yeah, you're my best chance. Yeah, my best chance to have it to win a title, but I hate you so much or something like that. Yeah, like, we can be so good, but I just can't stand you, basically, yeah. was what it was. And then, you know, they bond over a bar fight. They clean house. Open bar, as Seamus says. Cesaro extends the olive branch by drinking a Guinness. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're at a point now where, okay, this is another thing that, um, oh, the burp in the face. <laughs> Like, are you kidding me with that? Uh, but anyway, this goes back to another thing that, that Laugh had said before. He, he he made the comment that, like, Rhino and Slater were definitely going to win that tag team tournament because of the money they invested in leading up to it. Like, they did all that on-location stuff. Mm-hmm. Same thing here. Yeah. You can tell that they're investing in them going over sooner rather than later. Yeah. That's the team that's going to dethrone the New Day. Yeah. And I'm happy with that. Yeah. This will be fun. I like yeah. I like them as a tag team. Me too. It's it's both guys are good. Both guys kind of have some downfalls that are keeping them from getting any further. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a way to get both of them in prominent roles that maybe will be better for you know maybe they'll be better off a year from now because of this run as a tag team. Yeah, because tag team wrestling in ring wise it hasn't really been good because even my favorite part like it was for a short period but him and Tyson Kidd they were like. In ring wise, they were a great tag team. Mm-hmm. The match was actually really good. They got matches with the Usos, even matches with the New Day. Those were good matches. Yeah. But since then, the matches haven't been anything. No, you're right. Uh, cruiserweight division, Rich Swan versus Noam Dar. That was for number one contendership, no. correct? No. So for some reason, I thought. It, oh no, he had Last already week won, he won it. Won That's right. Uh, Kendrick on commentary. Swan obviously wins, as he had the title shot. It would have been ridiculous to have him lose and then the next night have a title shot on 205 Live. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> Me neither. I would have been stunned if they did that. I liked that they gave Swan a little bit of a promo after the match. I enjoyed it. it it's good to see these guys get more than a match. Um, I didn't watch 205 Live, as I stated emphatically last week. I wouldn't, <laughs> unless they gave me a real reason to. I do know that Rich Swan won. Yes, new cruiserweight champion. But I think that I, he's got a new nickname. I forget what I the. I don't remember what it was. I'll look it up while we're talking. But they gave him some kind of ridiculous nickname. I can't remember. Uh, we had Cedric Alexander in his hometown also losing. Yeah, Barry, oh my God! Well, at least Tony's got to win. But yeah, Tony needs got to win, which yeah. I'm happy about. Yeah. Uh, we have Alicia Fox now getting involved in it. There's no one better for him to hit on than the savvy vet Alicia Fox. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. The only the only one veteran enough to handle to navigate a uh, interpromotional relationship. Yeah. Yeah. She, she may she may teach him how to have the greatest match of all time. Yeah, <laughs> she did. Uh, Strowman squashed our truth. Squashed Goldust. Sami Zayn came out and got smashed again. Foley says, I have to save you from yourself. Sammy saying, I don't need to be saved from myself. I need to be saved from you. I thought this was going to lead to him going to SmackDown for a second. Like, I need to be saved from you. I need to be saved from a general manager who's getting in my way, basically. I was like, oh, maybe this is going to be him getting out of Raw. It turned out not to be the case. 
what is going to happen with Sami Zayn and Braun Strowman? But Sami Zayn himself, mm-hmm. where are they going with Sami Zayn? Well, it's clear he's going to face Braun Strowman at the end of the line. <clears throat> but they've been teasing this trade stuff for the longest time since since the since the brand split actually came. They've been teasing all these teasing this trade stuff with the Miz. We'll get to that later because it's like, okay, when's the trade going to happen? Because yeah. Stephanie says she doesn't like Sami Zayn. Well, Foley mm-hmm. even said, Stephanie doesn't like you. And you didn't bring the other Yeah, she wanted to about. fire you. Yeah. And I just punished you, but that wasn't a punishment. That was a massacre or whatever he said. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they, they actually pay off this whole call, these, all these trade speculations. But Sami Zayn is clearly going to get face Braun Strowman. It's going to be a competitive match, but I still believe he'll lose. Yeah. Agreed. So you do think it'll be competitive? Yeah. I don't know about that. We got more Rusev, Lana, Enzo stuff. <laughs> I fast-forwarded the match. I'm assuming Rusev won, or was it a DQ? This was on Hulu. Okay. <laughs> well, my guess is he probably didn't miss much. Well, I kind of think WWE is trying to tell us something about Rusev, because what's all these naked angles between Rusev and Lana? I know, everyone. Everything he does involves somebody being seen <laughs> naked. So I don't know what they're doing. They're trying to tell us something? <laughs> they, they might be. I don't know. Uh... Last thing I want to get to was the Paul Heyman segment. So good. I thought it was great. I loved that he was unshaved. I loved how disheveled he looked. Yeah, he was crying. You know nobody hates the Brock Lesnar-Goldberg thing more than me. Mm -hmm. And nobody's willing to give it less of a chance than I am. Nobody wants to see people hate it more than I do. But I will give Paul Heyman the credit he deserves. That segment was great. I love how he sold the loss. Yeah, he did. The that embarrassment, the humiliation. Like Brock now has a point to prove, and that scares me. And then he even, as much as I'm like, oh God, Goldberg in the Royal Rumble now. He actually sold the Royal Rumble. Yeah. With Brock, you know, there will be one victor, twenty eight losers, and one victim, and that victim is going to be Goldberg. I was like, you know what? I I almost want to see it now. <laughs> I don't, but Heyman did a good job of putting it over, selling the story, and making you want to see what happens next, as only Paul Heyman could do. Am I invested in this? No, but I at least it at least piqued my interest a little bit. It at least made me invested a little bit. Now, your thoughts on? On Paul Heyman and what you think of this whole story. Heyman was excellent. Mm. <laughs> but when, when, the way he just said, it was supposed to be a video game. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. He it co- was great. He, like said, he covered up the law saying Brock took him lightly. His crying was great. But I don't know how you're going to book this because this is essentially kind of going to be the same thing we saw in 2004. Goldberg ended the Rumble. Brock wasn't in the Rumble, but he mm-hmm. caused Goldberg the caused Goldberg the Rumble match. So I don't know how they're gonna play it out, play it out this time because essentially it looks like it's gonna be kind of, be kind of the same thing. Yeah. But maybe maybe both guys take each other out, or maybe they just both eliminate each other, or they're they're so fed up with each other they just kind of like just eliminate themselves. Yeah. So I'm not sure how this is gonna play because they kind of we kind of seen this already. <laughs> so I don't know how they're gonna do it. I'm invested know. in it too because you know Brock Lesnar is gonna win, and I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen. Well, I guess we will see. I'm not intrigued yet, but at least I don't... I'm not blind hatred with it like I was last week, which is where I was last week. 
Any other thoughts from Raw? Good job. Yeah, it was a better show this week. Yeah. I think because they had enough stuff that lasted throughout the show that it kind of held you more. Yeah. Like I said, I hate the idea that it's like this segment, then this segment, and it's just a collection of segments that don't connect to each other. Yeah, but the last few weeks is like, who's been booking these shows? Because they've actually made sense. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess hopefully whoever is continues. Um, so moving on to SmackDown, TLC preview. Main event, AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose in a tables, ladders, and chairs match for the WWE World Championship. James Ellsworth still involved in this mm. story. We had the Ambrose Asylum. We be, we had the two the two formerly feuding talk shows. <laughs> oh no, it didn't open the show this week, but we did get both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Ellsworth is the guest. What I do enjoy about this is that it does seem like Ellsworth is growing on Ambrose. <laughs> it is. Like one of the things I hated was when Ambrose was just kind of portrayed as Roman Reigns' little brother. Mm-hmm. And now I like him in the, as the role of like the big brother to James Ellsworth. <laughs> um, he's trying to say like what he has going for him that has gotten him in this position. And he ultimately can't think of anything. So now you must just have some good karma build up from another life <laughs> that's gotten you here. I love JBL comparing signing Ellsworth to signing Ryan, Ryan Leaf. <laughs> I, I popped so hard. I didn't notice that, but that's I awesome. I popped so hard. <laughs> I did not notice that. Um, that's great. I like that he ultimately, Ellsworth, saying, you know, if you ever need anything from me, he's like, ah, oh, you don't need to do anything for me, but I could use a six-pack and some now and later <laughs> no. of all things. Pick up my dry cleaning. Um, and then Ellsworth, when he asks him, you know, who would you rather get this title shot against, me or AJ? And he says, well, I have beaten AJ Styles three times. Maybe I just have his number and I'll do it again. And I love Dean saying, oh, he's drunk with power, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> like, he's actually, the idea that he would actually be full of himself at this point. AJ comes out, says Ellsworth is just a prop used to insult me. Uh, Ambrose would be better off with a ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> at least that would have a chin. Uh, I thought AJ stumbled a little bit through this promo. It almost felt like it was very scripted. Mm-hmm. And he stumbled a couple times. He's he repeated himself a few times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a couple times he like he struggled a little bit with uh, with the promo. I liked that Ambrose talked about how he's rattled. It's way too easy to get to you. Like you're so concerned about James Ellsworth when you have me to worry about. So I like the idea that maybe AJ is too distracted by Ellsworth. I do hope though that. AJ holds on to the title. I think he will. I don't think it makes any sense for him not to. Just because it doesn't make sense doesn't mean they won't do it. Um, AJ takes out Dean, massacres James Ellsworth. Oh, that was rough. It was. I mean, the I liked him hanging by his feet off the bottom rope. <laughs> then he takes the chair to the back. The styles clash from the stairs yeah. onto the floor. That was rough. I feel I, I wish I could see it from another angle because I I don't know how he didn't hit his face on the steps. That's what I was thinking. Like somehow he's gonna hit his face on the stairs. That was a, yeah, it was like a nasty spot. They sold the hell out of it though. He goes out on a stretcher. Dean was very upset. It's my fault. We'll fix it. Uh ultimately you have AJ interrupting 
Rhino and Slater with their interview at the end of the night talking about their tag match at TLC. Basically saying, you know, I'm the champ. You guys need to just shut up. And then Dean gets his, exacts his revenge on Styles. You know, beats the crap out of him in front of I loved Rhino and Slater cheering throughout the whole thing. Uh, did you think this was a good lead-in to the pay-per-view match? I did because even on Ellsworth was the focal point of this entire story. It, it was Ambrose kept doing it to doing it to get on AJ's skin, which is understandable. But I, even though I don't like mm-hmm. it, even on commentary they point they mentioned that this is a triangle. Why is it a triangle between these three? And, El, and this is about the world title. Yeah, this should be about the world title, not James Ellsworth. And I, th- I like how AJ took Ellsworth, Ellsworth out of the equation, literally, because he was quote-unquote hurt from Survivor Series, and now he's got taken out by amb- ambulance on, on SmackDown last night. So El- Ellsworth is, su- is supposedly out of the equation. So I think this this was executed properly, and Ambrose actually being mad, like he said, being the big brother to, to Ellsworth, or the best friend, <laughs> but, and taking out AJ, and, and the show actually ended in a backstage brawl. I, I love that part. Yeah. I just wish it happened before 9.58 to get some get more out of it, but I, I did like that aspect. Now my pick for the match, I think AJ wins, but I know Ellsworth will get, Ellsworth will get involved. I think Ellsworth may actually cost Ambrose the match. Makes sense. Wouldn't be the first time. So your prediction is AJ? Yeah. My prediction is AJ Styles as well. Like I said, it doesn't make any sense to take that title off him now. It doesn't make any sense to have Ambrose as the champion. Uh, so, yeah, I think it has to be AJ Styles. I don't know what's next for Styles. <laughs> what do you think? The Undertaker. <laughs> so you think he meant what he said, that if the fans want it, we'll give it to them? Yeah. I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, because Undertaker, he has to be in, this, be in there with somebody that can go, and AJ can carry... The Undertaker at the, at his age. Yeah, uh, did did you all, did you notice that Dean was almost taken taken aback when he started going in on AJ and the an AJ Styles chant broke out. Really? He, he kind of like stopped for a second, like he was almost like, okay, what am I supposed to do now? Oh, no, I didn't. Because I'm the babyface here, and you're chanting for the guy that I'm. <laughs> oh no, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, it was like as right. I can't remember what Styles said, but like it started up right as Ambrose was about to start talking. He like paused for like a second and then started talking again. It was kind of weird. Uh, women's Championship. They had a lot to live up to for Monday night. We had a contract signing for the Women's Tables match. Maybe the... Is this the first time we've seen Alexa out of outside of ring gear? No. For one of these things? It's not? No. Because they had a contract signing last time for the um, oh, you're match right. at no, no Mercy or the Glasgow match. Her walk down the ramp was great. <laughs> I love the way she was reacting to the video of what happened the prior week. You know, when Becky's music hit, she covered her ears. Mm-hmm. As soon, I love Becky wearing the old school plaid pants. <laughs> and as soon as she got down there and the festivities were about to begin, she kicks Renee, Alexa kicks Renee Young out. <laughs> she, she made some kind of Kind bad of comment about fashion. her bad taste in fashion, yes. Becky only has the title because of blind Irish luck. I like that line. Becky, I thought, was great, saying, you remind me of my cousin Neve. You know, all these qualities she has. You cry, you whine, all this. But Neve is only four. What's your excuse? <laughs> uh, I think they're the perfect contrast to each other. Yeah. Because Alexa is like the perfect kind of like stuck-up mean girl. Whereas Becky is like, the, she's not, 
She's not a Dolph Ziggler baby face. Like, oh, she does talk about, like, the effort she puts in and how hard she works. But she's like a feisty baby face. She's not the I'm going to try real hard and give it my best shot baby face. So I think they're perfect together. Uh, what else did she say? I'm going to pour ice cold water on your straight fire, which I, <laughs> I love was that. an awesome line. And they didn't teach you how to speak properly on that potato farm. I was laughing out <laughs> I, loud I did when too. she said that. She was so mad. It's not Lexi. <laughs> yeah, it's not she Lexi. So I forgot mad. that, too. But ultimately, Becky is the one that throws the first punch. And she goes through the table in the end. I liked that Alexa went over on her on SmackDown. I thought it was a really good segment. I thought both of them shined. And I'm really looking forward to this match. Mm-hmm. Um... I know you obviously love both of these two. Do you was there anything you would have done different here? Were you happy with how this all played out? No, they did it perfect. Like I said, I love this contract sign. It was so good because they were shooting on each other mm-hmm. the, in the, the the entire time. Like I thought Becky started out a little slow, but she picked up when she was talking about why she's the champion, not be, not because of luck or what did she say exactly? <sighs> was it luck? She, did she say? Well, she said you had blind Irish luck. Is yeah, 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 okay, champion. yeah. So she was talking about how she actually earned that title and stuff like that. She, she, she said, I've earned this title, but the only thing you've done good in four months is have some good clips and talking smack. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. Uh, every t- every, when, Alexis, when Alexis said, every time you speak, I feel like I'm going to vomit, I think Kevin Dunn told her to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when he said, the, the pour ice water on your straight fire, I, I, pop, I really pop for that. And then backstage after it was done, well, Lexa had a promo on WWE.com, which they didn't show, but they showed Becky backstage on t- on TV. And I like the fact that Alexa challenged her to a tables match, and Brian didn't actually challenge. Yeah. Brian didn't actually make the match. It just going to be a tables match now. I like the fact that Alexa actually challenged her, and they actually carried over st- carried over Becky actually um, Becky actually being upset because we talk about the silly baby face. Becky's been that more than anyone, and probably on the roster, that mm-hmm. silly. Babyface who forgets things and just looks silly, and she actually, actually le- looks legit pissed, saying, "I don't care. I got an ice pack. I'm still gonna destroy Alexa Bliss, and I'm gonna get that little bitch." I was like, "Oh God, who proved that?" I wrote that in my <laughs> notes. I wrote, "Wow, I was I'm gonna get revenge on that little bitch," and walked off. I was like, "Wow, that's a lot of heat going yeah. into that match." Yeah, you don't hear that very often. I yeah, I thought that was awesome. I think they built it really well. They have you really looking forward to this match. I know I am. I know you are. So who do you think wins? Alexa, because in a tables match, you don't have to take a fall. So I think it's the perfect way to protect Becky in a loss, and she'll get her rematch. But I think Alexa wins because Becky doesn't have to take a, a, pin, a pinfall loss in this match. Yeah, I'm going to actually agree with you on this one because same reason. I think you can go through a table. It doesn't necessarily – you didn't lose in the traditional fashion. You just went through a table. You know, plenty of people have gone through tables and gone on to win matches. So it is a way to lose without really losing. Uh, it is a good way to get a little more heat on Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. And I think she's earned it. Yeah. She's been great. She's been the be- she's been excellent. She's been the best one on SmackDown since the brand split. Mm-hmm. Even though Becky Becky missed a few weeks, but still she's been great. Yeah, I have nothing but good things to say about Alexa Bliss's performance over the last few months. Yeah, and like I said, I don't know who's writing these shows now, but they're actually carrying over storylines throughout the night. They're not forgetting things that happened, and things actually makes been have been making sense, even even the tiniest things. We didn't see. Did we see Brian last night? 
No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. It's like, it was just so refreshing. I like Raw because if that was Raw. You know, Stephanie on Raw. Yeah, if that was Raw, Mick or Stephanie would have made that match in their office. Yeah, which you don't need. Now, I got a question for you. Uh huh. Does Becky go through the table by stepping on the table like the big show? <laughs> God, I hope <laughs> I really hope that that God, is not that how that so happened. bad. Do you think we get a uh, a twisted bliss through the table? No. I think she'll set, she'll tease it, but I don't think we do. That's my that's my ultimate hope for it. Mm. I would love to see that spot, but yeah, I don't know if they do that or not. Do you think they're actually? This might be a little hard for them to go through the table because remember Sasha couldn't go through the table and this and Alexa Bliss is small. I know Becky's Becky's probably a little bit bigger, but mm-hmm. still. Oh uh, yeah, I would guess Becky probably weighs at least twenty five pounds, thirty pounds more than Sasha. Mm-hmm. Alexa, maybe a little more, but I doubt. But I, I doubt it because she's so tiny. I don't know how much she weighs. I know Sasha's listed at one fifteen. I don't know what Alexa's listed at. I know that. Uh, Alexa's shorter, but she has like a little more mass to her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would guess she does, if she weighs any more than Sasha, it's not by much. Yeah. So I don't know. That's another reason to assume Becky's going to win because you know she's going to probably break the table. <laughs> Intercontinental Championship. Oh, but Carmella. And no, I was going to get to that, but if you okay. want to go to that right now, so good. What are your feelings? I loved it. Just shooting on, just shoot. She, Carmella, she watched her Total Divas. <laughs> I loved it. Her ripping the microphone from Greg Hamilton when she got to the ring. I hate him so much. He's not. <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, she is still going in and out of the accent. I guess she's trying to drop the Long Island accent, or the Staten Island, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, she apologizes to Cena for what she's going to do to Nikki, <laughs> but then says, you may be thanking me because after what I do to her face, the last thing she's going to be talking about is having a wedding. <laughs> so <good. laughs> I'm going to hit her so hard with, <coughs> with the chair that her Bella twins are going to come popping out of her back. Let's not hope that happens. Yeah, I hope that doesn't happen either. Uh, I yeah, They're going to have to cancel season two of Total Bellas. Nikki obviously comes out on fire and destroys Carmella. One, the promo was great. Mm-hmm. Like you said, she did her homework. And she came out. Uh, there's a lot more shooting going on on SmackDown. Yeah. We've been saying this since the summer. Like, since it started, we've seen a lot more of it. Um, I think it makes it more interesting. I think it makes it more fun. Like, you you had believed that Nikki, Nikki Bella had reason to come out there the yeah. way she did. She was really tearing her apart. Yeah. And then even just the stare down with Carmella on top of the ramp after the beating, I thought it was a good way to close that segment. Um, no DQ match. I'm really looking forward to this one, too. Like, they've done a really good job. They've sold this one for a while. Yeah. I mean, since what? August, right? Yeah. The end of August? Yeah. So, you loved Carmella's promo. You loved her shots at John Cena and Total Bellas. We get, we get Total Mella. <laughs> Do you think we get that anytime soon? I hope. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if they ended okay. up on a show. Got Big Cass and Enzo on there with Liv Morgan. <laughs> Is he dating Liv Morgan? I think dating, yeah. Oh, interesting. I hadn't heard that. I think so. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Does Eck know about that? Does your best friend know? Oh, my best friend, he might. Is this how he's just finding out? Yeah. That was a pretty cold way to yeah, let that's it know. Yeah, that's not a good... That's a, I'm sorry, best friend. That's not a good way to break news. <laughs> uh, 
I liked that both women's segments got violent. Like, because Nikki could have easily come out and cut a promo back on her, mm-hmm. insulting her, but similar to Seth Rollins, you know, you insulted me, now I'm coming after you. So, Carmella and Nikki, I'm looking forward to this. I don't know if this is the end of it, but they've been building to it for quite some time. Where do you think, who do you think wins this one? I think Carmella wins because it's just no disqualification. I think the person who attacked Nikki at Survivor Series comes out, and, and I pre- presumably I believe it's Natty. So I think Natty, called, Nat, Natty helps Carmella win this match. If only it could be Eva Marie and she makes her, <sighs> her all-red oh. debut. Or all red I think she's done filming movie that movie. That'd be my hope is that it's Eva. Oh yeah, I like that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not predicting that. I, I, she should be almost done with that movie with the charismatic Nicolas Cage. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> most charismatic guy in the world. Uh, I'm gonna go with Carmella as well. Like you said, no DQ. The stipulation to me sets it up, and. I think you get more out of Carmella winning than you do out of Nikki Bella winning. Mm-hmm. Like there's, do you get more mileage out of it? Uh, Intercontinental Championship. There wasn't really anything of importance that happened on SmackDown. Miz and Ziggler were in a tag match. Miz partnered with Corbin. Ziggler partnered with Kalisto. I guess they're like, hey, these four guys are competing in matches together, so we'll just throw them together in one segment. Miz and Corbin won. Corbin took out Kalisto as he was about to pin Miz with a chair. Miz gets the pin. Maurice takes out Ziggler with the ladder. Another great use of Maurice. I'm just not feeling as excited about this Intercontinental match as I have about previous ones between these two. I don't know if it's because it's kind of put together last minute. I don't know if it's because, all right, we've seen this enough, but this is being billed as as Ziggler's last shot at the Intercontinental Championship. It is a ladder match. I think it'll be a good match. I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think we needed another one? Well, you know, they they booked themselves into these problems where, where it's like, okay, you win a title, so the other guy has to get his rematch, and they're courting us as the end, and going back to that whole Sami Zayn hate thing, They've been the Miz has also been had, having problems with Dan Bryan. He's been the other guy that's been talking about this whole trade thing. So it's like, okay, what if Dolph Ziggler wins, and then the Miz gets traded to to Raw for Sami Zayn? That 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 could work. But Maurice, could, like I like the I like how they integrated their their weapons into this match. Even though I felt it was real silly and random that Miz pulls out a ladder and yeah. playing tag match. Corbin's, that was fine because he was about, Cleese was about to win. He just hit him with a chair and left. Yeah. I think he should have beat him down a little more, bit more, but I'm okay with that. But Maurice getting involved again, it's like, okay, ban her from ringside. Like, she probably won't be at ringside to begin with, but she'll probably come down between her and the Spirit Squad. She's been involved in all these matches and every time Miz has won, she's been involved. So, Ban her from ringside and the Spirit Squad, so these two can actually have a legit final match between these two for the Intercontinental title. Yeah, I don't see why she's still... Like you said, she's been involved, and, she, and as much as we've loved it, she's played into the finish of every one of these matches. So why has there not been any stipulation preventing her from doing it? Yeah. Like, do we have to have another one? Like, does she have to interfere again to get that? I don't know. But she didn't feel on SmackDown. I'm playing match. It's like, 
get rid of her. Yeah, I don't understand why they have never done that. But Miz and Ziggler, who wins? I'm going to go with Miz, but I want to be sure that Ziggler wins and, and they, they actually pay off this trade angle. I mean, that would be a good way to do it. As much as I enjoy Miz as the Intercontinental Champion, as much as he's done a lot for that title, and as good of a year as he's had, yeah, I wouldn't hate it if that happened because I think the Miz will be fine no matter what. Yeah. He does. He, he kind of is what he is now. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard to mess him up unless you just don't put him on TV anymore, which I guess that could happen on Raw. Yeah, and then... Well, the thing is, he could lose the title on SmackDown. I mean, at what, TLC, mm-hmm. and then the next night, Sami Zayn could be. They could say, "Have hey, you traded you for the Miz?" And the Miz could take the U.S. title from Roman. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that either. Neither would I. Uh, my prediction: I'm just going to predict the Miz winning because I don't see them as much as I would love if they did that. I don't see them having the forethought to do all that. Yeah, too much work for these Hollywood writers. Yeah, so I see Miz winning. Dolph, you know, on the wrong end again. Tried real hard, but came up short. Mm-hmm. Almost won. Yeah. Tried real hard, Mom. Yeah, but he's not going to quite get there. Corbin and Kalisto, I really don't care all that much about. Corbin's going to win, I Corbin. assume. We have a question from a friend of the show, Joey <laughs> Lafferty. Basically... He is no fan of the end of days. He thinks it's the worst finisher because he's ultimately giving himself the rock bottom. Now, he wants to know from us, what is the worst finisher in WWE? Today? Do Yes. Do you think it is the end of days? Do you think it is something else? I like the end of days. You know, I, I, to me, I, the, the wind-up is what makes it. Yeah. But I do see his point. I, I see it too, but the wind-up is cool. Yeah. So, I don't know. What do you think is the worst? What do you think is the worst finisher that we have in WWE? Today? It's kind of hard, but see, I don't have a problem with anybody's finisher, but I can give you somebody, Wade Barrett, when he would do Wasteland. <laughs> I'm like, how does that hurt? Yeah. To me, the worst finisher... Is probably the brogue kick. Really? It's just a big boot. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just don't. To me, that shouldn't be a finisher. He does other stuff that I think would look better as a finisher than the brogue mm-hmm. kick. Uh, so that's it for me. Yeah, because wait, because when Wade Bear would do wasteland, I was like, why does that hurt? Because like, so, like sometimes like he would just like wind you up and throw you to like it, you don't even hear any impact. He just falls. Like, what is that? How does that hurt? Yeah, I don't, like I said, I don't think the end of day is necessarily bad, although I do agree with his premise. I, I think the wind-up is cool, and there are some guys, like, Gable sold the crap out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, when Gable took it, it looked oh, awesome. Oh, when he um, caught the tilt-a-whirl mm-hmm. into the end of day, that was great. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, so it has some promise, but I, I do get where he, he thinks yeah. that he's putting himself in the rock bottom, because he basically is. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> Tag team division on SmackDown. American Alpha rightfully won the uh, tag team turmoil or whatever it was called for the right to face Rhino and Slater for the tag titles. All of a sudden, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton want to insert themselves into the picture. They beat American Alpha with the help of Luke Harper, 
who had lost to Cain, even though he was supposed to send Cain back to hell. While they lost, and while I'm disappointed they lost, I was happy that they got some good promo time earlier in the show. They were great as always on the microphone. I don't see the point of of this whole thing with them fighting for the tag team titles. <laughs> I know your thought is like, okay, they're really trying to solidify that Wyatt and Orton are teammates now. They're on the same side. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they did enough to prove that on at Survivor Series. So what? I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what this ultimately does or what it accomplishes. What do? You, what does this accomplish? It's just, they're just doing the Brian Wyatt storyline right this time. That's all. That's all. That's all, they, that's all they're doing. Because some. Some. Whenever. Whenever it happens, Orton's going to turn on um, Bray Wyatt. But heaps later in Rhino, like I said, I, you don't even see them on TV. You forget. I forget they were even the tag team champions. They. They completely dropped the ball with them. They dropped the ball with everything we loved about them. So it's like. Can you believe, like, unless Orton turns on White, can you actually believe that they're going to beat Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt? And by the way, Randy Orton, a better Bray Wyatt than Bray Wyatt. <laughs> I do enjoy what they're doing with Orton right now, and I'm not the biggest Orton guy. But at least it's something. I think it helps both guys. I just don't know what to make of this because I don't I don't see them as tag team champions. You, I don't know what that do does. Because Luke Harper is still even iffy about Randy Orton. Does Luke Harper cost him the match? Does he? I I, I don't know because I don't I don't I don't see why, why Luke Harper would do that because Luke Harper lost to Kane and Har- um, Bray Wyatt was saying you got to win this match. Does he turn on Orton though? I don't think so. I I think Orton would. I think Orton would end up turning. You think he turns at TLC? That's the thing. I don't know. That's the only way to see um, Slater and Rhino actually winning the match. Because you're right. There's no reason for us to believe that Slater and Rhino. Yeah. Because they've done nothing since they won the tag team titles. All right. So there's not a whole lot to talk about with this as a lot of these stories, but... American Alpha, awesome. They are great. And I love that watching Jordan just throw Bray Wyatt, mm-hmm. like the way he just picked him up and then... Like the stunt back he is. The release, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it, was, it was awesome. Uh, I thought it was a fun match. I thought it was cool to, to see them in the ring... With two guys like that. Yeah, it was fun when American Alpha was in control because mm-hmm. when they when it wasn't, there was just slow, nothing was happening. But American Alpha, when they were in control, it was great. Yeah. And cool, I mean, Randy Orton, not my favorite, but he is, especially for this most recent generation of guys, mm-hmm. he's a legendary guy. Mm-hmm. And for them to get to share the ring with him, I think is really cool. Like that, to me, that... Took a huge step up for them to be in the ring with a guy like Yeah, because since he's come back in July, well, some of the Bray Wyatt stuff I didn't like, but since he's come back in July, I don't know. Well, we talked about even on Young Sanction how Randy Orton looks like he doesn't want to be there, and mm-hmm. we find him boring. I agree. That's how, like, I've liked Randy Orton in, in certain in certain incarnations of him at certain points I've liked Randy Orton like I liked him when he was when he's legend killer in Evolution and then after that I didn't care and then he was a rated RKO with Edge I was like I like Edge so I like mm-hmm. I like Randy Orton yeah it was certain parts of Randy Orton like when he's fought Christian I like I like Randy Orton that's when his matches were the that's that's, that's the last best of the matches he's had was with Christian when he came back in July he he just, I don't know what ha- the hell happened to him but he just had so much charisma he found some he found it yeah like, <laughs> he, he found all his charisma and he actually looked happy to be there so now it's like okay he's actually been he's actually been good but 
you can tell he's happy to be there. He's actually working with working with new guys. It's, I don't know if he wins this match, but I'll go with the Wyatts in this match. I gotta go with the Wyatts too because I, to me, I don't see why you had them dominate at Survivor Series just to lose to Rhino and Slater. Yeah, and Slater and Rhino, they haven't even been on TV. So yeah, it's like, I don't, how can you believe them winning? Even though, I even know the only way you could believe them winning is Orton turning on Bray Wyatt. Yeah, me, same. Uh, or Luke Harper somehow ruining it for them. Like, maybe Luke Harper is not happy with Bray having this thing with Orton, and maybe he's taken exception to it. Maybe it's an accidental. But I just see no reason why they shouldn't win, even though I have a hard time picturing them as tag team champions. Uh, that's every match from TLC. You excited for this show? Do you think it's going to be kind of like an eh show? No. What are you, what are you expecting? I, I think it'll be good. What's, they, your, what's your prediction for the, oh my God, John Cena match of the night? <laughs> uh, I think it'll be the, the latter match for the IC title. I'm keeping it simple, and I'm going with... Uh, AJ and Ambrose TLC match. But see, I wasn't gonna say that, but I think that Ellsworth's gonna ruin for ruin it for me. If used right, Ellsworth can add something. Like I thought he was used perfectly at Survivor Series. He almost forgot he was even there, mm-hmm. and then he plays a big part in the match, and it tells another story. I I have faith that they can use him properly in this, that he won't be overly exposed. Mm -hmm. If he is, you're right. It it will ruin the match. But I think he can be used in a proper way in this match that will enhance it or at least go along with the story. Uh, NXT, I didn't didn't get a chance to watch it this week. You didn't miss much. What happened? Anything? Yeah, um, Rich Swan took on Kino. What is his name? (laughs) Guy from NXT. That Hawaiian guy. I forgot it for you. Rich Swan took on Connell Reeves, and Sanity came out, and they had Eric Young and Sanity attacked Rich Swan. Then Rich, then No Way Jose came out, and they challenged Eric Young, so they're, they're going to have a match this week on NXT. And um, six woman tag Ember Moon, Liv Morgan, and Aliyah fought the, the, um, the Plastics and Diana Peraza. <laughs> and um, Ember Moon and Liv Morgan and Aliyah won. Man, they really dug deep to get a third partner for Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Uh-huh. Wow, Deanna Perrazzo, really? Yeah. All right. I'm assuming the face is one. Yeah, Ember Moon. Uh, anything else of note happened? No, just a bunch of um, recap interviews. Oh, from TakeOver Toronto? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and 205 Live, you, neither one of us watched. No. Do you plan on watching 205 Live, or you just didn't get a chance to, to it, watch it this week? This is the thing. I'll watch... A few episodes down the road because you already know the first episode is going to be good. Because I, I know the Bollywood boys, they, they beat Tony Nese and Drew Gulak. I forgot, mm-hmm. I, forgot I, I forgot the other match that happened. But Gallagher had a match. Yeah, Gallagher did have a match. But I'm more in, interested to see what they do after that because, like, okay, is this show actually going to matter? Is it going to get character development? Because nobody has a character. All of a sudden, Cedric Alexander is a ladies' man for the savvy veteran Alicia Fox. <laughs> like, wait, what? Like, is the show actually going to matter? Is this show going to give these guys characters? I'm more interested in what's going to happen later on with this show. That's the first episode. Agreed. I'll probably watch it if somebody tells me, like, yo, you got to check it out. Other than that, I don't foresee myself sacrificing another hour of my time for more WWE. If I'm going to watch add any other wrestling to my time commitments, it's going to be something non-WWE. Well, your podcast commitments... Yeah. Because 
the stuff that you don't have to watch for the show is always the best. That's true. Um, so yeah, I, I'm looking forward to TLC. I think it should be a good show. <clears throat> Pay-per-views just keep coming and they never stop coming though. Nope. <laughs> Anything else we need to add for the world of wrestling? Uh, what did you think of SmackDown this week? Good. They said I don't know who's writing the show, but they're doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, I think it took a step up this past week. Uh, yeah, there's nothing else I could think of from no. WWE that needs to be discussed. No. 205 Live, good luck to you. Mm-hmm. I hope you end up providing an hour of good programming. I hope you provide a good platform for these guys. Maybe you'll do a better job with these guys than Raw did. <laughs> they're still on Raw. Yeah, but Raw has done nothing for these guys. Nope. Other than just give them a little bit of time. Yeah. They really have done nothing to benefit anyone. They were all better off on the Cruiserweight Classic than they were on yeah. Raw. Uh, so I guess that's the show. Oh, listen to questions. We got a few questions. Oh, okay. Questions. Forgot about that. We got a few questions from Don from a little no relation. <laughs> Still not related. No. <laughs> why? He has, his first question is, why is WWE, WWE hell-bent on not letting people go over in their hometown? I don't know. Uh, the only <laughs> thing I could think is that they they somehow think we don't know. <laughs> you think, oh, they're going to think that we, uh, they're going to think this person's going to win in their hometown. Well, have them lose. Like, they, I, I don't know. They must think that we don't realize that's what they're doing. Yeah, I agree. Because it's like, there's no other reason why. Because even Cedric Alexander couldn't even get a win in his hometown. Unless they really do just like to disappoint the fans. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing I could think of. His other question is, I'm still trying to figure out why Seth is still using the pedigree when Triple H screwed him. Do you think it's time he changed his finish? Yes. he. It should have been finished from the time he came back, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why. And honestly, I don't know what his finisher will be. But to me, the, the days of him using the pedigree, you know, they've outlasted how long they should have lasted. Yeah. I think it's been outlasted because... I do know he's going to change it whenever he faces Triple H, which is going to be WrestleMania, one of the eight main events. Mm-hmm. So he will change it by then because he's not going to be Triple H with the pedigree. See, I think that would be the one time it would be appropriate to use it. Well, he'll use it, but I don't think he's going to win with that. Hmm. That's kind of always what I thought. He'd win via the pedigree and then use a new finisher after that. But either way, if as long as he does it to Triple H, I guess that's the main the main thing. Uh, yeah, he definitely needs a new finisher. <laughs> no reason to keep the pedigree. Especially when Triple H is non-existent. Yeah, yeah. Triple triple who? Yeah, he's been gone. Yeah. We know one guy who's at least very happy about that. Yeah. Uh, any more listener questions? Or is that right oh, that's it for tonight. All right, so that this time that is the show for the voice that runs the place, the European champion, hailing from Naples, Italy, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. Vintage Pash. Yeah, I am Ron Pashery. Oh, do you want to have you have something you want to say oh, real yeah. quick? Tell your friends to get with our friends. We can be friends. We do this every Wednesday night. Five star, five star, five star, five star, five star reviews on iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. And now that's the show. For Alo Aaron Lloyd, I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist the Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my ball. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't safe to land. Off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the cell.